I would like to take a moment to recognize that the Wheelback podcast is recorded and produced on unceded Kakite indigenous territory. Hello, she's, he's, and all comrades beyond the binary, and welcome to episode one of the Wheelback podcast, a podcast solely created so I can gain clout. Uh, on this podcast, I plan on talking to a variety of people within the electronic dance music community, from artists to writers to managers, and yes, as hard as it is to believe, even some of my friends. On today's episode, I got the chance to have a chat with a good friend of mine, Ratrix, best known for not getting an Arizona sponsorship after his hard eyes tea tweet went viral. Uh, our conversation touched on a lot of interesting topics, such as Sudden Death's Void Project, how much we love our friends, and talking about the struggles of maintaining a sense of self within the confines of the brand. Now, before we get into the interview, I just want to take a quick second to thank my friend Munchmouth for creating the image that was used for the picture of this episode. Hello, everybody. Um, today, my wonderful guest for the inaugural episode of the Wheelback Podcast is um, the dubstep shitposting legend, Ratrix. <laughs> um, or as I know him, Curtis. <laughs> so I'm just going to give him a second to talk about some of his uh, his his ongoing projects and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so that was that's the introduction that I do deserve uh, shitpost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I go by Ratrix. Uh, I've been making music for God knows how long now. At least six, seven years at this point, I think. Um, yeah, releases on DPMO, Subcarbon, um, MNG, and hopefully more to come. Just kind of finished up a bunch of stuff, so sending it out to see who comes back at us. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much me, I think. <laughs> That that, that is, is well. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more. more. There, we'll get into that there's, later. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of little caveats, I guess, to, to what makes Ratrix Ratrix. There's but... a, a brain behind all of that shit posting ability, which I like. I admire. You come up with things. I'm just like, how the fuck did his? Did he? What? Huh? It's, Who? I that, yeah. It just I, I my brain does a funny Elden. It's always at the worst times. I'll be sitting there in the middle of class or. About to write a final, I'll be like, hmm, what if I just make this dubstep shit post right now? <laughs> Why did this come to my head? I don't care. Hmm. I'm gonna do it right now when I probably don't have the time to do it. And sure enough, that's that's when they that's when they do the best. Hmm. So That foghorn sounds nice. <laughs> I'm gonna say Yeah, what if we made blocks but made it into foghorn or like, you know the fucking I still like I'm just some of my f- gonna remake a, a Mastodon song, but with Ratrix or with the sub- subtronic sounds. <laughs> yeah, the the Wook laser. Like all my edits have been pretty much made, or like even songs have been made when I like had a final the next night, and it was like three a.m. and I was supposed to be studying. So I mean, b- between like the 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 memes and the shit posts and like actual music, yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of it happens like late. But that's like kind of when uh, creativity comes. I find for me. And so that's been kind of weird, like, being finished school now and, like, trying to find that creativity again. And uh, oddly enough, you know, you think you would have more time, but I just... That's what you get for building a computer in 2020. You just play video games (laughs) instead of making music, even though, like, you now have a computer that won't crash when you open up one thing of serum, but... (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's usually how it goes, right? I, I find, like, for me my stupidest things that I think and like come up with are like, I'm in the middle of something at work. Like it's a big rush and it's like, 
gotta get stuff out like when i was down in portland for work for for two weeks there like some of the things that i came up with and some of the jokes we came up with were like if if i came up with that on a normal day i'd be like i need to go like talk to somebody about this like something's wrong here <laughs> so it's kind of like you find you find creativity in like the the times when you've got like oh i've got so many other things going on and your brain is like but what about this as mm-hmm. a distraction right and then you combine that with like a short-term memory and you're like but will i remember this when i get home <laughs> oh my god my notes app is a mess <laughs> i wish sometimes. i used my note so it's like I, th- I think of things like I don't have an internal voice. This is like my brain just like something pops into my head and it's like I need to like write it down immediately yeah. or it's like gone. That's it. Like Yeah, I don't know if it's like ADD It's the wonderful part of brain damage, right? Just like yeah, or just a horrible short-term memory. Like I can remember some shit from years ago, but like goddamn if I don't remember what I said or thought about, you know. I get so distracted with that shit. It's <laughs> it's great. And that's probably also the reason like songs are so hard Your to brain. finish because I'm like, "Oh, what if I do this? What if I do this?" and like you know, I think that's most producers, but they have like a million project files of just eight bars <laughs> of something really good. It's just a drum yeah, loop. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much a drum loop with this really cool idea. And then it's like, I think you can really break through if you're able to combine those projects together. But then like, that's why so many people like start just uh, exporting those sounds and like saving them into a big folder. And then you can throw that all together. I've been doing that a lot more lately. And that's been really helpful because I've been able to like merge projects together um and kind of you know make some at least take some sounds and pick from old stuff like that and so yeah get some yeah get some inspiration from old things so that kind of like gets me into the point of like your creative process because you're you're a very like like a little bit chaotic in the way that you you work in terms of your brain just talking to you you come up with things that it's just like that perfect bit of like unhinged like i love i love where this is going start so like this kind of like has has that something that's always been a way that it plays into you making music just because like your your workflow is you think of something and you just sit down and nail at it until until you hit a point where you get stuck how often do you find yourself like pulling ideas together from different tracks um that yeah like that's more of like a recent thing with like pulling together but like really it's just kind of like i said like i have to just get that creative spurt and um at least that's like how i've been doing it for so long it's like it will just like i'll be making nothing and then like at some point i'll get like at the worst time i'll get a creative spurt and i'll just i'll go at it you know and sit there for like eight to ten hours almost and just you know not even drink water not even get up you know just piss and come back and then like that's about it and then just snack on whatever the fuck's in my room. Piss jug yeah, in the <laughs> Don't know if I could go that far, but uh, it's there's there's probably one at one point. Yeah, Curtis's yeah, drawer behind don't, him is full mom, of just Mom found the piss drawer, guys. <laughs> Fuck, it's over. Ratrix is done. Sorry, I have to shut off my computer for today. Um, <laughs> but His Discord just suddenly gets deactivated. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, oh, oh okay. Something yeah. happened there. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, and then like, I'll just go at it. And then I think the hardest part for me then is coming back to it and finishing it because I tend to just critique, like, keep working on the same thing and then just like mixing the levels and then mixing the levels and then like, oh, the snares, shit, I'll change the snare. And then like, I don't actually progress with the track. Um, so like, the way my brain works is kind of like that. And then 
recently, like I was saying, like being out of school now, like the hardest thing is kind of just finding that creativity. And recently, like I was finally able to just kind of force myself. And I just started opening up like Evil Studio every day and just went messing around with shit. And like finally the last like week specifically, which is it's really nice is I've been able to hammer out like four tunes and at least finish them off or like get like a really solid whip. So like that's kind of what where we're at and then just sending those out. But um being able to do that it's just it feels good because it kind of it's kind of like adding fuel to your own fire right where you you do that and you're like shit okay maybe i can you know actually start some new stuff now because i don't have that weight of like these half finished like really solid tracks that have potential right because i mean at least for me like i was having this conversation with someone the other day too like i really like the idea of having your own like unique kind of sound or like you know staying creative and like i said that to someone i was like i just don't want to make like generic shit i mean like if you do you do and like i definitely you could say that some of my stuff might be generic or something but like in my head it's just not like you know like quarter note quarter note with like sustained like you know there's in my head at least i've done something that's different in in some shape or way shape or way whether it's even noticeable but like i'm okay with like that if i can say like you know i did a cool thing or like i made this sound in a really weird way um to me that kind of satisfies that little like things saying you know you need to be different you need to stay creative and so i guess that's another part of like finishing stuff is like feeling that constant urge and i've I've seen like people like fizo talk about this a lot too um because like you can be really frustrated in that sense of um you know trying to to be the next the next you're just staring at it and feeling like you're nothing special right forward how do you like innovate you know, in a genre that, like, there's just so many people producing, you know, very similar stuff to, or just riding the, you know, the current wave, and it's, it's finding, the wave, yeah. like, how you can get past that really kind of wall of, like, create, uh, in, like, not being creative, or, you know, thinking that what you're making isn't, like, unique or different, that's, like, definitely a challenge, and being able to kind of get through that, and when you do, it feels so good, and, like, I literally just finished a song that just says come pretty much the entire song in some shape or form, whether it's, like, a stretched out version, or, like, the bass is literally a vocoded, the word come, but vocoded, like, and it's it's sick, and then I just, I warped the hell out of it in some ways, like, it's, it's great, and, like, that's the dumbest thing, but, like, it's funny and in my mind it was really cool to do so yeah that, that's a little bit of how i go about things but <laughs> you just kind of hit like all the points that i could i could talk for like fucking hours about but like that's the like the one thing to me that's super important because like you know i've been listening to this for 10 years now like when when you find and start noticing and identifying those trends of like what's popular is just going to get heavily replicated and then it's that that cycle of people are just trying to find the next thing well being what's current like it, mm-hmm. i i can see it that being from an artistic point of view like really frustrating because you're constantly feeling like i need to make what what is going to get plays right now, but you also want to make something that's more true to your own sound. And you like from listening through your music and all that, like you have a very distinct sound in the way that you, you know, it's you kind of thing. And like, that's something that I've always like, I've always enjoyed just the way, like listening to your, your organic rhythm. It's like, you hear that and it's like, it's wet, but it's bouncy, but it's heavy at the same time. Like there's a little bit of like that, that feel to it that, that makes it stand out in terms of what's popular now. 
and like you've you've been friends with guys like uber who i've found like their uber sound from the beginning has always been something that's really interesting to me like i heard him on the black light release with when it was like crystal marijuana which is like an an old track and i was like yo what the fuck is this yeah. And then I've just like just every time he releases something, it's like you hear it and you go, that like you listen to it, you listen to a mix and be like, that's Uber. And like Precisely, that's the thing to yeah. me, like finding those artists that that want to push that sound. Faisal was super unique when he's really started popping off. And like was was different in terms of it was heavy, but it didn't have that like I'm just gonna kick you in the teeth aggression to it. It was heavy in a different way. I don't, I don't know how to describe Faisal's music. It just something about it just like it's heavy but it's like mm, like okay like, it's this heavy, has got some very, feel like, to it like like the, the sound design is very like specific in in, in ways and it's when incredibly tune comes clean. together it comes together well and like that's that's i think that's something yeah with with his music and like max is like i find with uber like very he's he's been able to refine that sound in, in a way that works really well for him and especially recently with being able to take that sound and make it like him being like, I can just make like the mid tempo 110, but like with my sound and it works really fucking well. And he loves that just like, cause his music's always been loud, right? But then you have the loudness, you have those like really yeah. screechy high kind of synths. And then just like in your face, those gro- like his signature growl and everything and being able to do that. And then even now going like, is he's, you know, he's in love with drum and bass and like, we need drum to make bass. that drum and bass yeah. movement baby um, I'm definitely about that but like um, just being able to transition it to that and it, I'm really proud of him and, and being able to do that isn't easy right That that's very hard to keep like a sound that's not just repetitive and boring but also being able to you know grow it and, and, and move it into different genres and that's really impressive I mean he even had some house tracks too like there was a he had a free EP ages ago for his birthday or something I remember the, I think it was called Taxi House or Taxi or something like that. And like, just all these old, like, like just different genres and, and him and like a couple others. And well, I mean, Sudden Death for sure, like evolution, all of them like evolved from, and we can go down this lane because we, we love to talk about this, but like from, from Tear Out and like, it's funny listening to all their music going from like Uber used to have that, like just, like the fucking Tear Out machine guns and like same with Subtronics. That, that very and choppy, Sudden Death like, did heavy, too, fucking the yeah. old Sudden Death Tear Out was just like insane oh that smock smock tune with cadaver digitus and and sudden death is still like i don't remember the first time they put that out i put that on soundcloud and it was just like 10 decibels higher somehow than any song i'd ever heard on soundcloud and i just like had to crank my volume down because that thing was clipped and just distorted so loud but it sounded good and like oh just that old shit it sounds so good that that uber mid-tempo track I have to say, like, I'm not a huge mid-tempo person because it felt oh, like so from the beginning it was very, like, everything felt very, like, oversaturated oh, and it was all, like, everyone's 100%. making the same. Kind of like when Festival Trap hit, it was like, the, everything sounds the same to me. But, like, that Uber yeah, track on yeah. the subsidiary release, just fuck. Like, oh, yeah. It's one of the, the few songs on that one that I always go back to and being like, this is, like, I can fuck with this. And, like, that, yeah. you, you hear it and it, it's clearly Uber. It's clearly him, but he's changed something about it's, it to make it into know, something else. I don't else. think and that's, that was Chocolate. I, I forget the name of the one that was on Subsidia, but then there was Chocolate, and then there's the Quaaludes one as well. And like, he's like, there's like... Quaaludes, another one, yeah, another one like that I come back three, to a lot. They're yeah. all just so fucking good. And then even like the, the Excision collab was like 
110, I think, or one. You know, like it really reminded me of that, like 115 honk era of like uh, excision, and, and like they had that little phase where they were doing songs at that tempo, and it was it was it was just so weird because you're like, whoa, it sounds like dubstep, but you know, it's got, it's like a little faster, but like it's almost four to the floor, and like I always thought that was neat, and you know, I, that would be cool to see how you could do that with like this kind of generation's sound, I guess, so to say. Yeah. It's always interesting to me. Like, like when you listen to, and like, I, I do a lot of like deep dives on SoundCloud with stations on smaller artists to just see what I can find. Like, like listening to what's being released and, and trying to like, I guess kind of like, like take a, a shot in the dark about what's going to be the next, like when, when that Murata and um, I think it's Murda song, Earthquake, when Excision played that out, the Shambhala 2015 mix, I was like, okay, like that's going to be where everyone's starting to go soon. Just because it was like drastically different from from what was happening at the time. And Murata's always been like, now he's he's the, the it kid in dubstep, right? In terms of mm-hmm. like that's the in terms of that sound and like that terror like almost tear out revival yeah like that heaviness definitely like it's like very stabby and and punchy and heavy and like him and I think I would say sudden death is another another one that's really into that like that very punchy sound that the second they started getting plays out and the second that void project started it was just like oh okay here we go like. That's gonna yeah, be and, and that, that's that's gonna be where like, everyone's gonna go for. Quite literally, and and that's just basically the the people who are able to kind of bring that next thing to the to the genre and basically just break through the barrier of the repetitive sound and you know and there's lots of people who do that and some people who may not you know be as recognized at the time or may not get that big but like or may not get the credit they deserve even but those people who do like they're recognized as that and like. You know, that's that's a big deal because you were able to innovate and, and do something fresh and in one way or another. And regardless of who it was or what your opinion of them is, you know, there, there's a certain amount of like respect for that. Of at least, you know, coming up with something, something new. And I mean, like I can only I could literally talk about sudden death and in, in the void project for like hours just because of how proud I am with how far he's come. And especially just, you know. The vo- the whole concept of the void thing and and how it was portrayed and and it was just incredible and I cannot forget that base canyon set to save my life I fucking wish I was able to go to the Valentine's <laughs> Day show because that was February and I'm pretty sure I had like midterms and stuff but goddamn but like that base canyon set like literally changed my my not my life but you know my whole mindset of everything it's just like this is possible and to see like the because uh, I went to the first void show too which was just him wearing a different shirt yeah, well, it was in, in Seattle, Seattle right? yeah for the snails the snails tour and it was just him playing different songs the and not shade talking. Is his head uh yeah well that, i think that was for the red rocks red rocks run but like he literally just came back out after the sudden death set and just like had a different shirt or a hat or something and just played and didn't really talk as much and like it was still like you know all the different um like songs and just all the edits and, and bootlegs he had put together and then like i i was able we were chatting after and he was like yeah, like, I've been working on music, like, for three weeks or two weeks straight, like, nonstop. Like, he'd be sitting there and be like, fuck, I gotta work on music! And then just, like, open his laptop. And, uh, it, it's just... And then Go to see the it. evolution of all that, and especially with the, the, 
debut of like the mask and then uh the visuals especially at base canyon like it was just it was insane and i just had goosebumps like i just stood there with my mouth open i was like what the fuck like how and i just came back at the after it was over i was like danny what the fuck dude like it was it was it was it was i will never forget the video of holocore losing his shit like absolutely just going bananas That's so good. There's two there's two things I kind of want to circle back to. The one thing that you mentioned was that like people that do it first might not necessarily like get the recognition for it. And that's something that like dumb enough like I love watching shitty TV and one of the shows I like watching is Shark Tank and one of the things was something I don't <laughs> even remember what the product was, but one of the sharks was like, "Okay, because you are the first person that's doing this, you're not really ever going to get the recognition that you deserve because it's unique and it's different. And that's always like, I think that might be a thing that a lot of artists feel like it makes it harder for them to branch out in terms of exploring different things because there's an like an, an extremely high possibility that they won't get the recognition for it that they deserve. Someone might look back at it like, like what we look at 2013 and 2014 getter and be like, okay, that was clearly like the start of something new mm-hmm. but it's like it's taken us like six years to get to that point where where we start recognizing those things because everyone's yeah. heard everyone else do it not knowing that like getter was and the people that do things first like it takes a while for people to recognize that i think it's not even nec- it's i honestly don't think it's like the risk of not getting the recognition it's more or less just the it's it's straight up at least in my mind like if you're seeing it from a businessy perspective it's just you're taking the risk of making a song that won't do well and you know that big step of like and you mentioned getter and that was the big thing of he's like i'm gonna make this stuff that's me but it's not what like anything that like people would probably like or my current fans would like and that was the whole uh visceral project and and even uh the, the the planet uh planet neutral even before that planet neutral was was like a oh, bit of you know oh there's we're, lots we're of going stuff. deep today <laughs> yeah we're going deep because like that's the risk that you take and he took that risk and he got you know he dealt with the consequences of yeah people loved it but there's also people who hated it and the whole tour shit and it was unfortunate but i think that's more what sits in an artist's mind than than like i might not get the recognition because when you hit a point where it's like i don't care about the recognition i just you know want to make music that i like i want to make something that feels right for me right? and you kind of you're constantly juggling i mean like it's hard to talk from my perspective because you know i'm not a big artist by any means but like i would like to think i kind of have enough industry knowledge and at least enough experience and have talked with people who are up on that thing where it's more just like how do you how do you make music that you enjoy and you like but is also you know kind of speaks to your fans or your, your fans can enjoy as well and and find that border um and when you do that, you know, you can be both successful and happy to a degree. I mean, if you're a dubstep artist, <laughs> you're, you're a dubstep DJ. Like, you can only achieve a certain level of happiness in life. But I mean, like, <laughs> that's that's just a given. We're rhythm producer, it's like you get like one, right? <laughs> one, uh, what, what's the word in economics? It's like, uh, there's, there's a something for happiness. It's like the level, the measure of happiness, like one, one gets from... Uh, 
a product. I need to look it up because it's going to bother me. It's it's a uh, something. But yeah, like I, I feel like we're in producers. We just get one of that. Whereas like, you know, dubstep producers, you can get util. That's it. A util of happiness or something. Util, I think it is. Look at look at us kids. We're learning. Yes, today. we are. See, college taught me something. <laughs> yeah, a, a hypothetical unit measuring happiness. It doesn't really exist, but it's kind of, you know, it's a way to compare products and, and the happiness one would receive if they bought one or the other. So it's like, do you buy the... What, what, what dub plate should you buy for $118? That's probably just like a subfiltronic edit. <laughs> you're just, you're just subtweeting Brad now at this point. <laughs> we, who was... I should clarify, Brad is our friend Holocore. He is an absolute fucking degenerate and we love him for it. We that is what makes him him. him. My man is dedicated to the grind. I was I was literally even talking to one of our mutual friends about that. And she was like, How much do you think he spent on dub plates? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't wanna want know. to know. He could I probably bought like, an apartment with the amount of money. This place. Like, she was like, How much have you spent? And I was like, 200 But I, at least for me, like, fortunately like you know once you're kind of well known and you have respect in the scene it's easier to ask for certain things and and a lot of times people just send it for free which you know we're really thankful for but also when it comes to homies like i do not mind supporting them and and i have no problem sending money for for packs for for friends who are in, in desperate need or you know just like people that i know like deserve it because they're good people and it's not to say one person over the other but like i always just you know try to support the homies and, and buy their stuff when i can that's exactly what he's saying <laughs> but <laughs> no um, yeah it, it's one of those things where it's like you, you've always kind of the people that you've been surrounded with have always been like i don't want to say like different or unique because they are all of those in their own right but like you've always been with these people that you've been friends with sudden death and uber for a while now that are they're really starting to pop off so it's it's really cool to see like those people get the recognition and like you getting on DPMO three, the second you started teasing that, I'm like, you motherfucker, like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Like he's getting the yeah, release he deserves. Huge. Let's fucking do it. And that, wow, that was in the so video insane. of fun case playing it out. And that was so cool. Like to see that happen. Oh, to getting a friend is getting like, to yes, experience it live. Like I was at base Canyon and I was talking That's to insane. Uh, Subtronics or something like that backstage. And then all of a sudden I heard the intro and I was like, Jesse, I gotta go. This is my song. He's like, okay, I understand. <laughs> I just ran up onto the stage and started filming because I was like, just in case someone doesn't get it, like I need proof. And like, thankfully, I think I think Brad had taken a good that video. Happened, but yeah. yeah, no, it was really awesome. Like, I didn't. I don't even think I talked to Funkcase that day, but I just tweeted, like, excited for the for the, his set. And he was like, oh shit, you're here. And like, I'd wish I had talked to him, like, gotten a chance to speak to him more. But it was uh it was just like it was that was such a surreal experience to see the whole crowd and like they were tired like that was a big day and and they were still going hard and that was that was really neat but you're right like just in terms of friends like i've just seeing everyone blow up has been really humbling you know to be honest but also just everyone's been so sweet and 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 the the people who i try to interact with are people who you know i want in my life and and definitely are doing the right things in the scene i guess quote unquote the scene and um you know just in general just being good people finger yeah, quotes on yeah that you know especially in such like a, a controversial and and you know a scene right with drama and all that crap trying to find people who are pushing it forward and and you know 
putting at least a positive spin on it as and like much genuinely as they good can. People. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's that's just how it is with dubstep, and any genre has its fights and dramas and crap too, of course. And it's not a comparison, but dubstep's just specifically shitty. Oh, I know, I'm from the exactly. metal community. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of things that go on in the metal community. <laughs> fluent in that uh, shit. And, uh, they sh- they share yeah. the the same thing of uh, lots of people getting canceled for for doing bad things. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that that's more like that's more like we can start diving into your Twitter. <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> All right, guys, this Ratrix no, interview's um, over. We're talking we... about <laughs> Twitter for the rest of the time. We're, we're going we're going back to. Uh, Back to my Cal- bullshit. Sorry, yeah, how, many, uh, um, how many counts have you had? <laughs> I don't want to go into that. I it, that number is actually like legitimately upsetting. Okay. <laughs> but um, you're you're on the good side. All, work, all that work into that. Eventually, it's, you know what? No, yeah, I'm fine not being on the good side if people view me as that. I'm okay with that. But like I said, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Um. I kind of want to loop back to the void thing you were talking about because that to me, like I remember when destroyed became a thing and like, that was really like excision and, and downlink and KJ Saka started, started doing that and like teasing it. And I was like, Oh, like what, what the hell is this? And it was the first, like to me in my mind, the first like audio visual project that ever really like manifested in terms of a, of an, an experience around it and that to me is what void is now like it, it's become it's more than just the music it's about the entirety of like the visuals that go along with it and the fact that he has like the mask and and the suit and the the levitating down to the stage in that one show like that to me is something <laughs> that it's cool to see that level of, of showman that. showmanship and it's it's yeah. like in in a way i know he's kind of from like the metal side like that punk rock attitude of like i'm going to make this an experience not just a show which is something mm-hmm. that like is really it's unique in the electronic scene but like super like that's got to be something that you look at and be like that is because that that sets him apart right it's Mm-hmm. Every time he oh. plays a set, everyone's freaking out about it because it's something totally different. Exactly. And what I even love about it more is Danny's Danny's just a fuck. Like he's just like fucking dimwit, just like just like me. Shithead. Like he's just such, such a, shithead. a shithead. And so like half of that is like him being like, What's the dumbest thing we can do and make it like cool? And you know, it, it, it that's what I love about Danny too. Like, like you writing a song with cum is the sound of all the things. Well, yeah, like, like like pretty much that, or just you know, yeah. like what if I put this like skull on my head, or like what if what if I just fucking levitated? Like what if we could levitate? And then like uh, that's what I love so, about him too, because like, he's just this, he's the equally shit poster like attitude and just just being a dumbass, and it's hilarious. But then also like you know he works hard on this shit, and like especially too like the other the other thing that I found really neat was when I was talking I was talking to the guy who did all the visuals for him for the void stuff at least at the time for the base canyon and he said like Danny pretty much gave him free reign and then they just really worked together on it it was it wasn't like you know it was more of a collaboration rather than you know very much this is what I want this is what you're going to do kind of thing there was a lot of revisions there was a lot of like sleepless nights and like that was really cool to see you know trusting someone like that to have to to create this thing for you and and being able to have that communication and that's like you know that was all even more just like good good shit good shit good job guys like you know good shit. That's, that's, that's that's a lot like trusting somebody else to do something like that and giving them 
mostly free range that's got to be like as an artist would that not be like a little bit terrifying to being like oh like mm, i don't know because i know you're you're meticulous when it comes to your music yeah and and we're dubstep artists so we're probably doing everything last minute let's be real like we plan but it's it's very poorly planned. <laughs> so i'm assuming that was you know that was a wrong there's, time there's, to there's a, a rush on it was a wrong time to take a set <laughs> But there's a rush on everything. I'm so, the same way. Like, so you know, to pull that together is, is is very impressive. And I mean, like maybe that wasn't the case, but if if Danny's anything like me, then yes, that was definitely what happened. But um, no, that's just I don't know. I I I've will never stop talking about like Twitter. the Void Project because that's yeah, because that's just it's very interesting and and something like you know way down the road if this was ever a bigger thing, like I would love to start dabbling in the audio and visual like connection and. And um, hell, even fucking the the Terravision tour for figure, like just having his 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 faders like uh, chop the visuals too, like that's such an easy thing and and not easy thing, oh. but like you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and and that just adds to the experience, and it's really cool to see how that all plays out together. And then with the ex- with the excision sets, it's the same thing, you know, to to a degree. There's there's a certain thing where you know presses the button, it does this, and moves the fader, and it does that, and and reacts you know in real time everything's set to run really cool that whole world once you dive into it but it's a lot of work and you know you have to put your fucking energy and time into that put the time in you know i'm I'm definitely not there yet but that's something way down to the road to think about i mean i already kind of have i've I've made my little stupid funny visuals and like that's just me dicking around and probably need to hire someone but like i have a little squat arizona can but they they add to the level of saxophone anyone that knows who you are like that's you, you watch those sets with those visuals and be like this is this is peak curtis right now like this is everything that is, is curtis in one little like but everything but that makes you you, is, you basically right well that's that's right and like it's identifiable for sure because you're like oh yeah like the vaporwave visuals with like the kind of meme shit posting arizona squat can adidas like that's that's you know that's definitely like rat tricks but it's also like, where's the cohesion? Like, you've got this dude who's playing like dubstep and and doubling and chopping, and I do my whole thing and blah blah blah, and I'm not gonna <laughs> suck my own dick. But like, you do that. But then you have like the visuals as well, and and like, you know, Subtronics, you got like the Cyclops, you know, and like that whole thing, and and kind of psychedelic and and Wookie and all that, and then the Void. It's all very not devilish because we we know that he says it's not satanic even though apparently it's corrupting kids but no man that that's what gets the buzz on twitter man like come on it's gotta give you sleep paralysis i think that's kind of like what i need to start thinking about more is like what what do i want the ratrix project to represent like what's the kind of mood board that you're going for and it's like yeah you can have all those visuals and stuff and that's very much it but it doesn't really coincide with the 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 dubstep as much i mean like there's definitely that synth wave dubstep cohesion that like you get with like barely alive or even like virtual riot and stuff like that you can have more retro visuals and 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 more synth wave-esque visuals and stuff like that but you know when it's like all this shit posting it's kind of like do you take this kid seriously because he's got like you know he's throwing down a six set but then like also his visuals are weird but i mean like visuals are just a part of it but i guess it's just down the road like even the term rat tricks like you're like does he does he have like a rat logo and like i don't like i don't you know i just have my little like logo and we've talked about eventually rebranding and stuff but that's you know way down the road and and it's more of just like 
once you kind of get to that level where you're releasing more and you've gotten kind of a catalog built up and you're starting to get shows, it's how do you kind of, you know, solidify yourself and, and develop your project into something that's more marketable, easy to market too, right? Because like a label could post about that and be like, oh yeah, your Ratrix is releasing this clap, this just track or something. And it's like, well, okay, what's his kind of mood? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like vibe. it's just like, here's his logo. I think... Like, to me, I, I can totally understand that from the, the needing to brand yourself part of it. And, like, yeah, that's a total business aspect. But at the same time, like, I appreciate the thing I appreciate. I don't I don't even, like, and I know I'm, I'm going to get some heat for this one. I don't necessarily even really enjoy much of the Void music just because it just doesn't hit that spot for me. But I enjoy everything about what Sudden Death, like, how, how his character, like, who he is online is very much like that you know that that's who he is like he's very goofy and and i think the thing if any like if people know you or spend enough time following you they'll understand that that in that aspect you are like a, a naturally like goofy fun loving person and those kind of visuals and branding ties to it which is like that, that's got to be a tough line to be like oh i need to do these things to further my career but at the same time like where do you intersect that with who you are as a person right that's got to be really like I can't imagine being in that that's position. A, like, I think that's a good point because, like, I pre- it's a tough crossroad. I preach. Well, it, yeah, no, it is a tough crossroad because, like, I, I preach so much about like me saying like, oh yeah, I go, I don't want to be myself, and like I like I think uh, my SoundCloud bio says like be creative and and you know and more about embrace yourself and blah blah blah. But like, I I definitely do that with my visuals and stuff. And and you're right, it's like how do you integrate that in a way that like you can still kind of keep that? I guess I guess for me like that the that project like the Ratrix project is is more focused on myself rather than like an entity of like it could be a rat or like it doesn't have to be like an actual figure but just like a mood i I say the mood board because that makes sense to me in my head of like this kind of vibe of stuff right these colors this is what we're going for you know this is the mood of, of most of your songs or whatever but also i enjoy that freedom of being myself because there's so much to to, to someone you know to be yourself there's so much in that as yourself yeah there's there's a lot to you so i enjoyed that but you're right that's that's kind of an interesting thing i'll have to think about more and how do i tie that in where i'm comfortable with it as it it feels like me expressing myself but also is you know from the business side you know easy to kind of understand as a marketable thing and you know i, I guess dumb stuff has like a very like space and vibe and skulls and shit like that but like you know does my music represent that like i feel like if i feel like it i'll make songs (laughs) that sound like that and then i'll make cum dub and it's like uh like you know or like a (laughs) new genre just dropped boys (laughs) come come step time like it but i i guess that's just that's just from my business like degree background like just i'm always constantly thinking about that and schooling I, I i appreciate that that i have that kind of knowledge just enough that like i can do a lot on my own and like sometimes my manager has to be like dude like this is my job like you know like let me let me email the guy back or like let me, let me job yeah, let right. me help you with this and i'm like i'm sorry like it's just like i'm, I'm used to just doing it on my own because it's in my head or like i know how to do it without thinking um but then like also you know that industry knowledge is something that i don't always have so um yeah i'm thankful to have that knowledge and it kind of gives me a step up above you know other people who might be on a similar level 
you know music wise i guess but not know how to brand themselves and like i've met a lot of people who make really good music but just have really shit branding or just don't know how to you know write like a proper email to someone or, or write a proper message or, or promote you know tweet you know there's lots of people who make great music but they don't promote it and it's you know how do they don't have it on soundcloud they don't have it widely available to people and that's the part that you yeah. kind of have to learn as well you don't have to be an expert on it you know you don't need to fucking have a degree on it but just having a little bit of it can help so much to get you off the ground i think that's right there you go there's your next career option if music fills out you can just teach artists how to yeah i always thought about that too honestly <laughs> like better social media i don't think i would want to do this forever and like if there was like after all of this like a way to to work in the industry that was like a positive way and, and didn't exploit people, which hard to do in, in music, unfortunately, but you know, you would love to see it evolve and change and, and just kind of like, um, you know, work, work in the industry and be able to apply the knowledge that I've, I've gotten through schooling and stuff, but also still be involved in music. That would be, that would be sick, you know, but also, you know, it'd have to be sustainable and, and, you know, have some sort of in- income that would keep me afloat. But uh, who knows where the hell we'll be? Yeah. You know, you can't can't always choose those, unfortunately. But but at least that's that's something that in your mind you know you could do given the schooling that you have for it and all that. And that's like it's always weird because like my mom's my mom's a teacher and she's really one of those people that's been at the front line of the new the new style of curriculum and all of that. And it's like she's you know. Like she's getting, she's closer to retirement age than not. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, what do you want to do once you're done teaching in a class? And like, that's something that that has always been an avenue for her has been the possibility of doing that, that teaching. And like, that's always, there will always be a need for people to, to help break down the systems for those artists that might not have those, those skill sets. And like, it's, I think something I, I appreciate about Excision is he's always like, you can tell that he genuinely wants to help out small artists and like even from mm-hmm. the, the rotten days like all of the artists that when they were signed were nowhere near what other artists were at the time yeah so it's 100%. like it's it's the there's a camaraderie level to to dubstep that like everyone kind of you know drags their friends along if somebody starts getting steam they're like okay well you know what let's go you're coming with me <laughs> like yeah, that th- that's a weird aspect of it for how shitty it is. There's a lot of like how shitty dubstep can be sometimes, and I mean that's EDM dem- in general. Like, there's those few like people who are really in it to do good and who create, you know, that next step. And like, I I've seen it with you know Excision, like you just said, and especially like Subsidia. I might not agree with like the giant compilation release mode like uh, way, but it's, you know, it's definitely different and it gets a shit ton of names. out. I really don't know a lot of the names on there and you know, there's a lot of opportunity to sit down and just find a bunch of new artists on it. And that's really cool. And that's, you know, respect to that for putting all these big artists and they are small artists and they can be like, I released on excisions label. Like that's sick. That's amazing for them, especially at that level. That's That's huge. huge, Right. It's insane. So, and then you see it with, like, Subtronics now, too, like with his label really promoting too, people. Right? DPMO, too. Uh, Wellen's EP just yeah. came out on DPMO. Wellen is, uh, I want to say 16 or 15, 17, somewhere that age. Like, just, you know, young and, and 
really good rid of me like fucking bangers on there the no sphere collab fucks <laughs> it's like you'd probably really like it i think it's called like modern or advanced tear out or something oh. like that it's it's really good i have never i that's a name i'm hearing for the first yeah, time well, today i'm just gonna yeah. go pull that up on spotify right now, so can... but uh that that ep just oh, came out and i fucked with that a lot uh, shout out Wellen. But yeah, like these people in, in Funk Cases and Subtronics and there's lots of lots of people, but they, they're really putting those future artists on and that's kind of what keeps it afloat because having that guidance in a good way. Um, and I mean, everyone has different opinions on, on, on music, obviously, but in my opinion, at least like those people are putting on artists who one, deserve it and two, who are, are doing something at, at least, you know, to a degree a little different. And it's not just, like, a release that, like, oh, it will do numbers. Like, it's a release that, like, this is what I think is probably the next step in this genre. Or or someone who, you know, deserves to have, you know, list, like, plays and, and, and attention because they make good music or cool music. And especially when it comes to guys like Excision, because he's been headlining, like, Forever. since I would say, like, 2013 <laughs> was really when he was, like, a mainstay headliner. Yeah. Like, for every festival that he plays, like, he's always a main... So... Like, I know, like, having been to two Shambhalas and seeing his sets those two years, like, he's been, like, every time he plays stuff, you go, you immediately, like, your mind is like, okay, like, I need to remember this moment so that when that mix comes out and the track list comes out, I find that artist. And, like, it, yeah. it's always been the one thing that I've always admired about him is you go to, you go to one of his sets and you know that you're going to hear music that you've never heard before mixed with music that you, you may like know or an alteration of it. Like he's one of the few artists that played out a, a Brill song that I absolutely fucking loved. And I was like, yes, like, thank you. I needed that. Yes. <laughs> like, and every time you go to, it's like, like yeah. he always finds those, those one-offs that are, are unique and creates an entire experience around it with the visual. So it's like, it's cool to see artists. Like it's very like punk rock method of like, everyone bands together and gets the job done and makes sh- makes sure that everyone gets the recognition that they deserve. So yeah, I don't know, like it, it's, it's 100%. fun watching artists in dubstep, like be like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Everything's, everything's shit. And the community kind of sucks at times, but like the artists are always there to make sure that people get the recognition that they deserve, which is cool. Like it, it's a cool thing to see. Cause EDM is very like cutthroat and it's about numbers and making sure that you are, the person that's being heard the most so for artists to take a second to be like ah oh, that 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 actually you should go listen to this person instead like you're really seeing that shift now of artists taking uh doing as much as they can to to be like a bigger i guess entity in the industry they're they're trying to take over those things in the industry that are typically run by you know some some big name or someone who's very you know wealthy and and has the money and dictates what goes right and so they're basically taking matters into their own hands because they've been through it they've been through that whole step of like oh you know i might have to i have to get on this playlist but i'd have to you know go through this guy and and whatever there's all the industry bullshit that goes on and i mean i'm definitely not an expert on it or have the the you know the experience with it but i you know it's there and so that's that's a really good point is that artists are pretty much taking matters into their own hands and being like, okay, we don't like how this is being run, so we're going to do it on our own and have people that we trust and have our platform and then put on artists who we know deserve it instead of the ghost-produced 
duo who had the money, you know, or I'm saying duo, it could be anyone. I'm not calling anyone out, but you know, who has the money <laughs> to, to get on the charts and get a fucking Yuri DM article and, and go off them, and whatever. To, yeah. yeah. So I, that's a really cool thing. And that's a good point that you made. Cause I kind of just like was realizing that now that artists are really just taking matters into their own hands to, to kind of fix that bullshit. And, you know, we hope that it works out and that we keep doing that. <laughs> well, it's, oh, give me a second just to think about this because I, I have an idea in my head. I just need to, like, it, it's super good for the, the culture in and of itself for the artists to be setting that precedent of, like, the people that that they want to see succeed as well because they recognize the art, like, are getting the shine for it because then it creates this culture of making sure that everyone's in it together and that it's all about making sure that like anyone that that deserves recognition gets it and anyone that deserves their their second to show who they are gets that opportunity and that's the cool thing about social media too like i found so many artists from just random people retweeting like a, a sound clip of an artist and i'm like yo yeah what, what the fuck is that like i need that right now like, it, it, it's something like social media has helped in a lot of ways in terms of creating the opportunity for artists, which is why like I admire your shit posting because I love, I love when you have a post pop off, you just know that there's a little bit of you fuming inside like motherfucker, Like why isn't it my music? <laughs> but that's what brings people to music is you being yourself and like your crazy unhinged, chaotic, neutral ways. Like that's what makes you, you and what influences your mind and, and the way that your process works for making art, which is an extension of you so like that's it's the weird yeah. it's the weird like i hate social media but i love watching people be like be themselves on it because like i'm more likely to listen to people's music if they're interesting people and they make me like oh like how the fuck okay that's hilarious like all right let's go <laughs> you know yeah no it's strange it comes back to that whole like marketing yourself and and branding and all of that it's it's weird there's i can't imagine it, i'm gonna have to start doing that soon i'm like fuck like <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, how it am i gonna weird. brand myself yeah, i'm an media. asshole fuck <laughs> it's funny how social media can be like a weird like you know people can be very fake on it or you can honestly see like a, a true person's intention and like i don't post like nowadays i've really backed off on, i used to post a shit ton on twitter and everywhere and like you know everything but like i don't post a whole lot anymore but i try to make it genuine if i do or but I still go through times where it's like, oh, it's like I shouldn't post because that's not a very, like, artist thing to do, you know? Like, oh, I don't want to post this picture of me enjoying the day because it's, like, whatever. But eh, sometimes it's like, fuck it. But I I guess that that's interesting that you say, like, you enjoy watching me, like, when I'm posting, like, shit posts or something because you know that's me. And, like, that that is me. I try to just be, like, a goofy, humble person, you know, that just tries to make a positive impact on anyone. If I make you laugh, that's, that's fantastic. So, like, if I can do that. Like, look at Taboo just throwing in, like, stand-up routines in the middle of his sets. Like, that's hilarious. And that's great because that's, like, a true extension of himself. And, like... It's it's, it's unique, it is, it's funny, yeah. and that's what and, makes like, it, it's like, cool, so funny. right? I mean, if I didn't get, like, anxiety when I got on the mic, maybe I would... I would that but i usually go like is everyone is everyone having a good time i want to have a good time okay <laughs> shout out uh, uh, digitist ha and then it's like <laughs> i'm just mumbling into the mic 
having seen multiple of your sets, <laughs> you can, yes, you that totally is exactly. That I is, forget that to is, yell. I forget. He's to yell not lying when he says that. I don't want to redline the mic. This is how much <laughs> I care about people. <laughs> I don't want to redline the microphone. <laughs> Do you want to know what the best part about it what? is? The absolute best part about this is we're never going to have to worry about you saying one, two, three, jump or go oh or whatever God. people say into the mic. Because we go, know that you're going to be like, uh, uh, I yeah, don't know. It's 100%. <laughs> how, how are you guys Shit, doing? that red line. I should probably, I should probably not. You, you want, uh, you want uh, some some polyridden? Poly you want waltz? What if I threw a funny song right now? Here. Uh like it's 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 so bad but i mean like i think that just comes over time because i've definitely heard a lot of similar stories when it when it comes to that uh even like walter wilde like he never talked to the mic and then finally he would just be like oh like woo. <laughs> and then he was like that's good enough <laughs> I guess the job just say something look, look at marauder every time i've seen getter he said some ridiculous shit oh, into yeah. the mic right like it's marauder yeah never speaks on the mic that's but i mean that, that at clip this point, of that's him they, brand, put, they put right? the mic like, at lost lands to him and they're like Dude, and he, and he just, just stands, stands there staring at it like <laughs> it's just so it's so good it's, it's perfect but it's on brand for him well, yeah, too it which just, is it, which is funny about it like that, that makes it just it... like he didn't do it and then like people tried to make him and he didn't and that was just like all right well he's never gonna speak on the mic <laughs> and whether that was intentional branding and now when he like does it's gonna be like a, you know well it's like seven lions it never says anything on the mic either yeah let the music uh, speak for yourself i have like there's there's one band my my brother showed me a couple years ago called cult leader and i've had the pleasure of seeing them a couple times live now with him and their singer and this is something that i don't i find really interesting like he gets on stage nothing is said into the mic between songs like it's just all about wow. play the music and and let that speak for itself and and he's got a stage presence that i'll, I'll it's on my instagram too I'll, I'll i'll send it to you just so you get a frame of reference like his stage presence is just so unique and weird that it, it it adds to that whole presence of the music and the show itself so it's that dichotomy of like again pulling back to the be yourself but at the same time like is that part of the pro- it's yeah that, that that's his vision like his vision of this project like i'm such a sh- i need to i need to talk shit i can't turn my brain off <laughs> That's true, and it, it definitely right? like is. I, can't, I just can't, especially when you're someone who's very focused on yourself and self-aware and 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 how you want to portray. It's it's very hard to kind of juggle the two, I guess. And I mean, like, if there's hey, if people, if yeah. you have ways to to do that, hey, let me know, please. But <laughs> give 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 me a message. Shoot me a message. He's taking I'm suggestions. Taking suggestions. Any way to help that. <laughs> been thankful that i've had a lot of people who have been able to help me get through that like procrastination and, and those like struggles of doubting myself and, and do that but it's it, it's hard and you see a lot of artists who get really down on themselves because they can't figure out you know how to be happy both by making music and by trying to enjoy their life <laughs> it's a bit of like an off topic but yeah. yeah it's it's true and no no that see no see the thing is is i love that because that was gonna like that brings me to the point of like, like it's like I said earlier, you're surrounded by such good people, artists, and because we run in the same scenes, like not like people that aren't artists, like the people that are around you. I I adore so many of the mutual friends that we have just because they're people that genuinely you could be you could just be like, okay, fuck it, I'm not making music anymore, and you know that they they would ride or die support you no matter what, and that's something oh, that's, yeah, that's really like that was always something that I I've appreciated about you because. Like all of your friends, like like Munchmouth, for an example, 
just like the ultimate ride or die friend would do anything for you in a heartbeat. <laughs> and that's what stand, I love about him because like, I know oh, I can, if I, if I need help, like he would be like, okay, fuck, I'm pulling up on this person. Let's go without a second, like a second of hesitation, which is something like you, oh, 100%. you've, you've really put yourself in a situation where you, the people around you like genuinely appreciate and support you. And like, like I'm the same way. Like I, you could, again, you could quit music today and I'd be like, Oh fuck. Like, okay cool what's next let's go like whatever it takes to help you succeed in that so it Mm -hmm. it's it's cool seeing people succeed and like seeing your friends that that are surrounded by such good groups do well in what they do and succeed and seeing you like you posted that picture of all of those clips that you have i was like like let's go what's next come on (laughs) yeah yeah, I was no, super and, excited and, when I saw that because I'm like, I know, I know you talk about dealing with that struggle of of producing music and being productive all the time. So like to see you post that, knowing that you have a lot in the tank, is like fuck yeah, like I'm yeah, that, stoked no, for that, new music. Like let's go. <laughs> that really means a lot, and and I think like at the same time, yeah, I could say I could quit, and my friends would be like, fuck yeah, like you know, I support you. But also like the minute I I mentioned that I'm down there, like you. Just you, you got this, man. Like you, you're gonna be good. Like you know, you, you're you're killing it. Like people love you. It was and, a like, stupid fucking meme. Yeah, Let's go. And, and it's really supportive, and I'm really thankful to have those people surrounding me. And like uh, our 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 mutual friend Map, like she drive she drove from like Seattle up to Vancouver, like I think twice in two weeks or something like that. You know, like I, like at least once for my uh, she's come up at least three separate times for my set, and that's like huge because that's a long drive, and then she's driven like pretty much straight back and that that's crazy to me like that blows my mind and like i always in a, in a kind of way like i always like to joke that like i could crash on someone's like couch anywhere like in any state and in a lot of places in the world and that just blows my mind that through music i've been able to meet people who are who are so nice and genuine and and, and would you know gladly let me do that and support me and continue to support me and i've had uh there like even when i first started there was like facebook groups out facebook was kind of the main place before it kind of died off and that's where a lot of music people spent their time and then on on skype too as well that was like all the tarot and the rhythm dudes were always on 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 skype and and google hangouts and stuff but um on facebook specifically there was a group of friends who we just all made music and we all like were whatever with it you know whether we were serious or not and and good or bad and we just always gave each other support and feedback and that became like the music fam honestly and uh that's that's what we called ourselves and we had a big group chat and everything and and just always giving each other feedback and it was like if i didn't have that i don't really know if i would have been taken as seriously as i i had today you know because they were the first people to be like yo like this is really cool or this is different and that was that was crazy to me and you know even if i don't talk to them anymore that's the relationship between them is is, and between us is still very strong because like regardless of even if they think about me anymore like i think a lot about them because i care about them a lot because they're a huge part of lives especially as in high school so you're going through all the shit that you go through in high school as well so to have that kind of like grounded thing where i could always go and talk to these guys about dubstep and music that was amazing and it's really you, you i've seen like the evolutions and the different friend groups who have like come and go and more stayed honestly over the years and it just keeps growing and it's it's really cool and and fans who have like talked to me they've become really good friends with me 
Um, even Munchmill, he, he saw me at Filth Fest and, like, we knew of each other and he was, like, front row and, like, I'm pretty sure we stared at each other at one point and, like, ex- exchanged a, a look and, uh... And, yeah, and then... And like, the love story goal. began yeah. that day. <laughs> and, like, a little while later, like, we, we started talking more and then I became, like, really good friends. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 well, it's I'm like thankful we, for everyone. We followed each other through you... Yeah, I think you guys and were probably he talking tw- shit like, about tweeted me. about the Subtronic <laughs> show, and he tweeted at me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, "Oh, okay, like, all right." And then, and then at oh, yeah, Jordan's show, um, the New Year's show, twenty twenty, and I was like, "He just right. was like, are are you are you feastfuls?" I'm like, "Don't ever fucking call me that again." But yes, hi, how's it going? <laughs> and like that was just our first interaction was straight up just like the usual like, yeah, like, it's cool. It's like that, your best friends, that, like through through you. I found a bunch of really like cool and and people that I will always appreciate because even if I'm not friends with them at some point in time or like I don't talk to them anymore, I know I could always hit them up and and it would be like there's no nothing missed, you know. Like yeah, that's cool to see. That, that that's really neat. Yeah, it's wow. that's pretty neat. Right? That's, that's, that's crazy. That blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, like that just blows my mind. Just like thinking about that, and and I'm. That's cool. I, I I like that a lot because that's like yeah. a positive well, thing. It's, it's a great note to it end. It is. Here. Yeah. That, that, so I'm going to, because again, I'm a professional, I'm professional at this. Um, I want to take a quick second to ask you. Um, so what are three artists in your mind that you think are grossly underrated in what they're doing? You're not even going to get three because I have to think you might get, you're probably going to get more. Uh, yeah, so like I said, well, okay, for Rhythm Well and Well and 100% uh, Hamro and, and Montreal. Uh, we love Hamro. Um, he's really <laughs> good. Um, Phonon, by far, in my opinion, most underrated kid. Like, oh, fucking wild. But I think that's just because, you know, like people who like dubstep can't always appreciate like the, the jazz and his thought process and the time signatures and all, you know, just music, musical theory, which is like totally fine. Cause two different things, you know, your head, you want a headbang, you want to fucking enjoy bass in your face. You don't have to think about time signatures and, and, and music theory, but phone on hands down, like insanely underrated. And I, I was fortunate enough to hear some stuff from, from him the other day. And I was just like, what the fuck kid? Like you, and he's not even a kid, but like, what the fuck? Like you were, you were insane. Like I call you a kid just because it, he's like 20 or 21 now but like for your age you're making insane yeah i'm an old man at 24 (laughs) not really um but it just blows my mind how do you think i feel like that almost 28 man yeah (laughs) i don't want to get there yet hang on that's four more years um yeah so definitely those people um jacqui like by by far getting the recognition he deserves now uh mythem mythem's gonna have a hell of a fucking year this year um, our, our oh, boy Mitham from Vancouver, fuck, Mikey, yes. is gonna have a hell of a fucking year this year. And if you haven't heard that 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 shit, like, he just has that Turnian, uh, he leaked that, or no, I heard a play out of the Turnian sound collab. I or not a play out, it was a play, video, blah blah blah, whatever. Holy fuck, like you know, man is absolutely cracked. I'm very stoked for his stuff. Um, and I really hope he 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 blows the fuck up this year. I he tweeted like, where do you want to see me play shows? There was like dozens of replies of different cities i was like yes yes mikey get those bookings <laughs> um yeah there, there, there's a ton more uh i would definitely check check out little styles um halcyon label lots of good stuff on there everything that subtronics is putting on his label 
lots of underrated artists and, and, and smaller acts to check out. And, um, yeah, I, there's too many to name, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of really key ones. Um, Rigo, my boy Rigo, is making some good dubstep. We, oh, yeah. I sent him an old project file, and kind of we've been working on it a bit, so hopefully something comes from us soon so that would be good because he's got some really heaters crossed. i'm excited he sent, for like that. a video and everyone in the group chat was like Riga, what the fuck dude like he was like this is what the collab sounds like i'm like guess i'll die <laughs> okay i'm scared to get this back because i won't know what to add to it but it's so fucking it's good shit <laughs> he'll just stare at it just like mm, yeah i don't know but yeah no lots of good people please check it out uh support your homies if they're making music you know do what you can to support them. We love to see it, and that's what we all need. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, let's give you a quick second just to plug some of your social medias where people can find you and interact with you on. Uh, yeah, pretty much at Rat Tricks everywhere. R A T T R I X. Um, I don't think there's a really a place that doesn't have that. Me, I think it's Rat Tricks Dubs on Twitch or something. But I don't stream too often. But uh. Yeah, I've done an occasional live set on there, but um, yeah, that's you can pretty much find me anywhere. If you want to send me music, uh, you can send it with like demo in the title to my my email that's in the SoundCloud. Um, I check them out when I can and love supporting um new acts. So yeah, that's about it. I think I don't like to push myself too much, but uh, hey, who knows? Uh, hopefully we get some releases. But you should, yeah, we, yeah you I, I need to I need to have a little more confidence sometimes. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some music out this year, and uh, um, next year for sure, I'll be back with shows, so let your promoters know if you're interested in seeing me, I guess. Uh, Vancouver, you'll be seeing me for sure. Do it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I am. Well, I will. I will leave the house for that. I will just. I, I'll, I'll say I, that I will actually leave the house, the house for that. I will get them out of the house to come see you. Ratrick said it doesn't happen often. You get the hermit but, uh, out of the house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Thank you for having right. me. I appreciate um, it. Thank you very much. Thank you to all three of you that made it to the end of the episode. I appreciate you putting up with my bullshit. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow me on all social medias at The Wheelback Pod. I hope to be assaulting your eardrums again very soon.